This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Let's do this. Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm a certified, qualified West Side host. Oh, you know what it is. I you need know to do what all it that. is. Got the Indian in here. That's right. Chumahan. And I got old blue eyes in here. That's right. Right. Boy. Sinatra's oh, illegitimate love child that he can't talk about from a freaky thing that happened in Carson City. <clears throat> and I won't go into why Steve Miller band plays into it, but that is one of the reasons why he harbors a grudge. So everybody understands. Hey, um, I tell you, man, I don't know if it's because of uh maybe my age and uh spending a lot of time with my grandson uh and in turn my son i spend more time with my grandson than my son but uh what's that like uh it's the shit bro it's yeah. awesome because i've be- because i couldn't show up for my own kids right due to my uh you know, uh, back and forth incarceration, not being able to stay out. Yeah. My addiction. Yeah. Um, and just fucking being too selfish. Right. And just, you know, not acting like a fucking father and not being responsible and, and accountable. And um, so those things. So with my grandson, I've been able to consistently show up in his life since he was, well, baby born, you know, yeah. basically. How's he now? Um, he's four years old. He just turned four. Wow. Happy birthday. <sighs> happy birthday, Michael. He's just uh, the light of my life. But in saying that, and I think in having some conversations, some depth of conversations with my sister, kind of looking at my relationship with my brother, I guess with, what I'm trying to get at here is it's having me think a lot lately about my upbringing in my life and um, th- thinking more about my father and our dynamic and our relationship and maybe how that 
either affects or doesn't affect or which way it affects me parenting my son hmm. and my grandson. Let me ask you a question if I can. Oh, you can, Chumahan. You can. What would you, if, if somebody gave you a choice and said you can put little Michael in your shoes in your dad's house, would you voluntarily do that to Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Say what? Huh? So you know how you were raised, right? Right. Okay. It, it's one thing when it happens to you and you grow up. Right. Right. You sort of don't see right. the maybe how, maybe how, not maybe your situation, but how odd or how extreme it actually really is until you have like your grandson and you go, God, what if Michael had to go through what I went through growing up? Would I, would I do that? Would I allow him if somebody said Michael can either have what he's got right now, right? The way it's set up now, or like God said this. You can transport Michael to step into your shoes as a, a little boy and grow up in that house. Would you do that? Hell no. Right. The fuck? Right. I wouldn't put my son or my grandson or anybody through those shoes. Right. Um, no. And I got to... Because the whole way that this came, to, this conversation came up was, you know, there's a story uh, that I've told some people about... Um, me starting school, and it was the fourth or fifth grade, I can't remember, mm. and uh, some bowling shoes, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Big Tiny, shout out to Big Tiny. Um, he had posted some, made po some post about some bowling shoes. Right. Right? right there was I a saw picture that. of him yeah. in bowling shoes. And right away, it made me think of an experience I had. Listen, my grandfather from my mother's side, mm. uh, when he was young, he went into business opening up shoe stores you know it went you know and and he had like six or seven of them and then the whole business fell apart somehow but that was his thing and so i say that to say as i was growing up as i was young my grandfather his thing with with my sister and me were when it was school year was starting mm -hmm. he'd take us to go get his shoes he was like because he knew about shoes and he, he knew cared about, about shoes, shoes and he's passionate about right exactly and he'd get us really good shoes that had, you know, you know. Uh, what kind know. of things would he look at, like, to tell you what's a good uh, fucking shoe? Well, what was it? Was it it'd have good, uh, what is the word that I'm looking for? Um, like stitching? Arch support? Support. Good support. Good arch. ankle support, arch support, like, you know, whatever it might be. You know what I'm saying? Like, a good support shoe. A lot of, he would say, there's a lot of, you know, shoes that aren't well made. And he'd take us to Harry Harris shoes, and he'd get us, like, a nice pair of shoes. He'd get me a pair of school shoes and a pair of tennis shoes. How would he? How what would the tryout process be like for? Well, oh, he'd be. He'd take. We'd go to the place, but he was already an older man, you know. He's yeah. Already, but he'd 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 be he'd be telling him, okay, we'll get this with the E and that, and then they would just give him the shoe, and right. then he'd put it on us, right. make sure. And right. how's that feel? Walk around, and does that feel good? Do you like? You know, my grandfather was a sweetheart, man, a real gem and a gentleman, and uh, very put, safe to be around. Right. And did you ever put your foot in like in that old timey like measuring that metal measuring? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That? yeah. hell yeah, and then you. Push down where the toes at. You know the whole. How's that feel? But oh, you like it? All right, let's put the other one on. Walk around. <laughs> so, uh, so true. Dude. And then I always wanted some other tennis shoes, but we'd have to, or, or some other ones, but we'd have to get the ones my grandpa got me. Right. But they were nice, right? You know, good quality. They're gonna last. 
<clears throat> so I think it was the fourth, I, I believe it was the fourth grade, and my mom and dad um, had gone through a divorce. They had just recently gone through a divorce. <sighs> and my grandmother, my grandfather's wife, this is my mom's side, had had a massive heart attack out of nowhere. Mm. At, I think she was only 62 years old. Wow. And and she she passed away. It was, you know, she had a, a massive heart attack. They took her to Cedars. And then when we got to Cedars, they came out and told everybody that she was gone. It was real shock, heavy on my mom. So my grandfather at like 60, and he was like a year younger than my grandmother. So at 61, mm. he's all of a sudden a fucking, you know, a widow. Right. So he, widower. I, a widower. Excuse right. me. Yeah. <clears throat> so I say all that to say that because he was going through all this, my mom wasn't. Went, oh, are you taking the kids to get shoes or you know? Just right. he was mourning and he was going through his process. Right. So my mom, who now is separated from my dad, who I'm not really seeing that much. He's just barely popping in and out. Um, says to him, "Your son needs school shoes." She was kind of like. You go take him to get school shoes. He right. needs shoes for school. And so my, I remember my dad. My dad was, um, hmm, hmm. Let me figure it. I, mean, I don't want to say the right exact word. Yeah. He was, he was cheap if he could get away with it with somebody else. Right. Does well, that I mean, make sense? I mean, is there any other way to be cheap? Yeah, it could be cheap with yourself. Right, 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 right. right, right. <laughs> and uh, he was always quick to be like, oh, I can fix it, or I got it, you know, like, you know. The bootleg one. Right. Oh, oh yeah, man, give me big the, time. Give me the display model. Yeah, like 10% yeah, off. yeah, yeah. So um, she, she told him, and, and so I remember that day. And my dad, and we've talked about it, was fucking a scary ass dude man my dad was i didn't talk back to my dad i was fucking in fear of my dad my mm. dad fucking when he fucking had to if he had to say something twice i was getting smacked mm. and if his voice raised up an octave i might piss my pants because i knew i was getting smacked right and he was easily anything would tick this fucking guy off hair trigger hair trigger i mean my mom had the magic touch with him you know what i'm saying but outside of that, anything. And I mean, I was scared driving in this guy's car because if somebody almost bumped him or looked at him wrong or if we're in a store or said something, my dad didn't give a fuck. Right. World War Three. World War Three. Right Didn't now. give a fuck, man. Done deal. And he uh, inappropriately didn't give a fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. Just like all that shit. So I'm nervous. So she says, your dad's coming over to take you to get shoes. I'm like, all right. I'm sitting by the door. <laughs> You're like 45 minutes early. Yeah, right. Sitting there staring no at the ground. Fucking you know? around, no right. fucking around. No fucking around. Yeah. And he comes in and it was so funny because he'd see my mom and he'd be like, oh, really? Kind of going. Oh, and no. And then we time to go. He'd look at me and goes, go on, go. You know, like. <laughs> fucking like that you know and um like he was pissed off that he had to deal with us you know right. in a way like sometimes right. you know so we go and i think that we're getting in the car i go to get in the car you know right and he goes where are you going oh and i, I go oh, and he goes he goes go on we're, we're walking and we're, 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 we're I don't say that in my head. I don't dare say anything like that. I wouldn't look at my head going, where are we going? <laughs> yeah. no, I'm thinking in my head, where are we walking? <laughs> Meanwhile, the feet are walking. We're walking. <laughs> and we take the alley. And uh, and, he, and we're walking, walking. And, 
And I know the only thing up the alley, up the street, is a thrifty. The thrifty. It's where I go get a can, a, 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 ice, cream. A ice cream cone. Good ice cream up there. Right? Square. And my dad and me are walking up, and I'm like, hmm. I'm thinking in my head, my dad must, because he worked a lot on things. He had lots of tools. and it was. Yeah. I figure, yeah, my dad's probably going to get some electrical tape or he's running errands. He didn't tell me anything we're doing. I just go you with him, and that's that. Need to know basis. Right. I walk in there and he goes, and he looks over at me when he pulls the door open and, and he goes, they got shoes in here. And I look and I was like, nah, man. No, they my don't. head, I'm like, as soon as he said it, I knew what shoes, I knew what the shoe section looked like. It was fucking sandals and shit. Like, right. I mean. For like geriatric oh, people. Right? Dude, I was right away. Sh- everything. Shower He shoes. said that and halfway through the sentence, I could see myself just getting fucking beat up at school school like it was from that word halfway through it i was being humiliated at school Smash all cut. in one yeah. three o'clock high all in one bro i just saw a life and we get over there and and fucking uh he dude he, there, there was like some sounds and there was like some you know the shoes that look like real cheap vans the, yeah, the ones ones i wear now lady, no 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 way, those are nice. The knockoffs? No, 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 no. These are like the old lady gardening ones. <laughs> where the little rubber rolls up the side a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm they're talking like about, right? They're like glued together. Right. Like they're yeah. going to fall apart. And, hit and some I'm moisture. looking at those and I'm like, maybe I can front on these. And I'm looking. Yeah. And at the end of the aisle, they got these motherfucking pleather fucking bowling <laughs> shoes, bro. I mean, there's so many questions. Dude, what do you listen, mean, bowling shoes listen. at Thrifty? <laughs> what bowlers going This probably was like when Thrifty was independently owned by fucking franchises, and the owner fucking got like a deal on a bunch of fucking bowling shoes, right? That close out bowling shoes. So they're fucking bowling shoes, bro. And here's the thing. Like, most bowling shoes are like, you know, red, white. They're all sorts of colors. Right. On the same shoe. On the same shoe. Right. These ones were metallic pleather on the sides <laughs> with a white stripe that metallic. went up the middle. Oh, metallic <laughs> fucking blue. What, like dude? a paint job. Like roller premium. skates? Yeah, <laughs> like, roller, like, roller, like roller skates, dude. That's premium oh, Dude, bro, and there's a white stripe because they're sewn on. And I'm talking about the exact, if you look at a bowling shoe, they're all built the same way. This is built exactly that with some fucking... Pressed fucking wood, <laughs> fucking heel. Oh, no, that looks like cork. Dude, that is not comfortable. Looks like cork. Hey, bro, cork. so bad that the fucking size number was on the back of it, oh, on the little fucking. Like, it didn't matter to the design to just put it right there where everyone bro, could see. I was like, I was like, uh, <laughs> I go just ahead, remember. take your hand in He's there. Put, hey, what's that? And he fucking look over and. I told him what size, and so my plan is immediately when he's picking the size, I'm gonna put these on and say they hurt my feet. Oh, he should care and about fucking, that, right? <laughs> and he has me, so come on, take off your shoes. <laughs> fucking take my shoes off, and so I put that on. And I put it on, and and I make a face like, Ugh. and he's like, like, okay. how I feel that good? It fits you, and he pushes on the toe. I like my grandfather, but not. Right? You're and, doing like an OJ like, impression, like, oh, this don't fit. I'm doing everything I can emotionally and physically <laughs> to show him <laughs> he is unconcerned, unconcerned with that, right? Right. 
Right. Yeah, bitch, it's good. It's good, right? It's good. <laughs> You're supposed to do that. Yeah. See that blood? See how it's cutting yeah, in there? It's supposed to do that. Oh, and I'm fucking like, I'm bummed out. Oh, of course. But I can't say to my dad, or I didn't have the courage to say to my dad. Well, you wanted to live. Right. right. <laughs> no, these aren't going to work, you know? Right. And he fucking, he's like, those are good. All right, we're going to get those right there. <laughs> and and he like kind of even tells me, I was feel okay, and I'm like, yeah, like, no. <laughs> so he grabs him, and and I'm like, and I'm like, and he, I, for some reason, he like see catches like a sign, uh oh, that's a sales sign on him, and he's like, mm, too. I wanted you guys. I want to tell you. I don't want to sound too old, but I want to tell you. I think these fucking shoes were like two for ten. Like two for ten? Two, two pairs for ten dollars. Dude, you're like set that. for like two years, bro. bro. He got me a second pair. <laughs> it's like making money. So we go and fucking throw him in a bag and I go, oh, I'm gonna he goes, put them on. I'm like, I'm, I'm I wanna keep them clean. <laughs> he goes, all right, and I fucking go on with them. And man, let me tell you something, man. I went to school. In these fucking shoes, man. Wait a second. Before you get to school, because I know there's probably a whole bunch of students. So, <clears throat> did you go to school that day or next day? I think that was on like a Friday and there was like a weekend and then school started. Where did you put these shoes while you waited for your sentencing? Oh, I, I fucked with them. I fucking tried to pull the fucking number out of the back of it. I tried to like with Customize. pliers. Yeah. And I pulled the number out and I couldn't get it out. And I fucking just carved it up with a fucking, like a fucking nail clipper or something so that you couldn't see the number. Yeah. That's the logo. Yeah. And I think I got a, a black marker and tried to make the bottom part, the wooden part, black so you couldn't, you know? Yeah. Um, it was fucked up, bro. And, and did your mom see these shoes? Yeah. But my mom was like, aloof to it like she didn't she didn't really get it she's just like she just didn't want to get it i guess she just didn't were you able to did i don't you get, think it was even about her my dad getting me the shoes i think it was about my mom seeing my dad and engaging him right okay. does that make sense that does make sense i guess my, my thought would be and it, you might not have been able to or the relationship wasn't like that where you could say to her look at these fucked up shoes you no. got to get another pair. I because can't. if I said that to her, in turn, I think my dad, she, she's gonna say it to my dad. Right. My dad. Then I'm gonna catch it. I'm gonna catch shit for it. You know. So it was. She couldn't have just secretly bought you some normal shoes. Oh man. So no. Wow. No. Wow. So, uh, yeah, dude, it was fucking. Yeah, man. It was. Uh, at first, nobody was saying anything about the shoes to me. Wait, but did you ride the bus or did you walk? Oh, I walked to school. You walked to school the long, the green mile, and the whole walk oh. with my sister. What did your sister say? I think my sister was clowning me. Damn, 
damn, bro. I think she was clowning me. Well, I mean, there had to be like one person on your side, bro. No, man, there was nobody on my side, man. I was getting clowned. And I remember walking and I kept on trying to pull my pants down so they'd hang on the fucking shoes. Right. And I tried to do everything I could so that it would look normal. I kept on looking at them and they hurt and the fucking man, dude. And at first, nobody noticed. Like, they noticed the shoes, but nobody was saying anything. Right. And I'd gotten through like the first class or whatever, and just kind of oh, like no. stayed low key in the back. Like right. I, I remember sitting with my feet in back. You know what I'm saying? Tucked <laughs> under me. You know what I'm saying? Like almost because they didn't want nobody looking at me. You're sitting cross legged in your in your seat, or I had like a ghillie suit and just hid. Oh <laughs> man, dude! And I couldn't even really. I tried to play something and I fucking slid. Oh no! Yeah, dude. And uh, I remember this kid. Damon fucking says, dude, those are fucking bowling shoes. He starts clowning me, man. Fuck Damon, dude. Yeah, and I got up and fucking, Damon's dead now, but <laughs> I fucking, I got up and beat it and fucking, you know, got out of there and went somewhere else and, you know, kind of started carousing around with guys that that were so fucked up that they weren't going to bother me about my shoes. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, But yeah, man, and, and, uh, I remember I at that stage in the game, at that age, bro, I had already figured out, maybe a couple weeks into it, I had figured out, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the shoes, some sh- other shoes, I'm going to bury some other shoes back by the bushes. Right. All right, in the right. apartment building. Right. I think I put them uh, like behind or near like some old cans and things that were underneath you know when you have a parking structure it's the wooden fucking little garages yeah yeah it was down below that was behind something and i just kept a fucked up old pair of shoes that were at least better than them bowling shoes right and uh eventually i got another pair of shoes from somebody that were like some fucked up topsiders or something like that and it's one of those until finally you know my dad did ask me where those shoes are oh. i remember i had to put them on one time because yeah what the, you know but it's then like a he, ticking time bomb if he's gonna notice or not and it there was a point in time where it got to be like a couple months later and i was able to just not wear those shoes <sighs> That's a major negotiation, bro. Man, it was fucking rough, man. Those that shoes. is stressful. It uh and my and my sister was different, man. My sister, you know, she got smacked a few times by my dad. Yeah. Um they had a rough a rough go of it, but and they'd have these screaming matches, bro. I would just start crying, bro, and go to my room. Man. I didn't like it all. But she wasn't going for any of that shit. She would tell my father no, fuck that. And that she would she would tell his ass, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that type of courage as a kid. Yeah, know? but it's <clears throat> but it's really stressful when you're like you what the story that I just heard from you is this whole story about strategic negotiation about not being noticed. Like absolutely. Right? You're like going to fucking you try to go to the school, you can't let your dad see how you really feel about these shoes. You can't even tell him, like, thrifties. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Thrifty? Yeah. You better be buying toothpaste. You couldn't say none of that shit. No. Then you have to get them. Then it's like, okay, and then you got to wear them. You can't really say much to anybody else because it might get back to the old man, and then it's going to be hell to pay. 
you gotta get, wear them to school. You gotta try to hide them when you're wearing them. Then you gotta do the fucking French exchange over there at the fucking garage. And you had to learn. This is probably one of the reasons why you're really good at reading the room. It's because you also had to learn when did you have to show enough of the shoe that it wasn't like you just outright rejected them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, but, but then also sort of taper off the shoe so you didn't have to be stuck with it. That's massive strategy. Lots of negotiations. Uh, and, I, and I got it. I think I'm somewhere around nine years old or ten years old. <laughs> That's like masterful, this. dude. You could have been in like diploma. You probably should have been Secretary of State. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and, I, and I think about it and I think about... Uh, um, think about sometimes my dad as an older man, um, and 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 things had changed with him somewhat, but some things had not changed with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you know, and me and you have talked about this, Chumahan. So I've been thinking about all this shit, you know, and. You know, I, I remember that I wanted my kids. You know, anything they asked for, I wanted to get them, and. It was important that my kids, if they wanted a certain tennis shoe or a certain this or a certain that, I wanted to make sure they had it because I know kids are cruel and mean. And and, and just something as simple as an outfit or some uh, a certain shirt or pant is so important at certain ages for kids. Mm. My parents didn't understand any of that. Well, but, yeah, their generation wasn't born through that. They might have been... Through the last like vestiges of the Americans that were against advertising and all this bullshit, they they kind of I, my dad was like that too. They wore hand me downs and this and that and no and 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 like yeah and like you know what if you start getting too much into trends you, you're fucking falling for a shtick. So we're not wasting our money on that bullshit. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you don't need that. Right. These are just as good as that. That's a bunch right. of bullshit. It's marketing. You know? That was yeah. when they tried that generic movement in the, I don't know if you were old enough to remember that, yellow and black, like they tried generic stores. You would just go in and it would just say beans. I and, remember that. I remember that. Yes. And, and they also did, dude, you remember these grocery stores they used to have called U-Market? No. It, where I grew up, they had this like thing. They were trying to cut costs. So the, one guy was like, you know what's costing us a lot? It's, we're putting the fucking price tags on everything. Why don't we have the customer do that? And we would go into these stores and they would have like a wax pencil in like a cup. Kind of like when you go to the bulk bins. Really? Right? But it was for everything. And, and you, you price it? And Well, but the price, they would tell you what the price was. You couldn't you could walk, uh, you could walk uh, out with a ham and be like, oh, it's 10 cents. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was you market and fucking the gen- Like you market. You market. Exactly. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Me and you had talked a little bit about. <sighs> because there's a, there's a, listen, man. I also am old enough to understand through human experience that I wouldn't be who I am without the fucked up shit. Right. Like as fucked up as it was and as much negotiation and fending for yourself and, and, uh, you know, the good mixed with the bad or however you want to put it, also made me able to survive some things or go through some things and 
you know, when we're dealing with a, with the society that I think is, and I'm just going to say it, sometimes oversensitive mm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, I don't feel like it should be like what I went through, I'm not saying, but I feel like we've lost the middle road even. It's gone all the way super, super, super sensitive. And as much as I hate to say that a lot of these things I, I didn't like about my father and growing up and I was scared or uh, was uncomfortable, uh, some of these things did make me, made me who I am, dude. Whether I chose to repeat them with my kids or repeat them in life, mm. for me, um, they built me a, a certain way. Um, well, so I agree. So it that I, we've talked about it, and I agree with it. But it's also one of those things where it's like there's no other way for it to be. I mean, we are who we are because we are a product of what happened. There's no change in any of that. Yeah. So it's true. And sometimes I wonder about myself, right? Maybe some of the weak things that I have, the nicotine pouches that I that I still do, right? Is that also part of a result of how I was raised and the hardships that I was put through? Or, like, for instance, um, if when I snap, right, maybe my patience level isn't that good, right? Mm-hmm. Is that also part of that? And the answer has to be yes, because that's part of who I am or what I'm working from, right? Mm-hmm. But you're also right, because you're saying, like, look, it gave me some strength to get through adversity that might crush most people it will crush some people and i think you're right when you say the middle road because the thing about wisdom and the thing about hustle memes and the things about the good sayings and the quotes and even the ones that i like right and everything stuff like that they're all true in their in their way but they're not true for everything and what you said about the middle road is real important because it's not that everyone has to go through a childhood of a boot camp, but it's also not the case that an overly indulgent childhood isn't also child abuse. Right. Right? Because you're weakening, you're fattening the calf. It's a fucking veal now. Right. Right? That is also child abuse. Unfortunately, in the society that we live in now, the corporations have gotten so good at marketing to kids to nag the parent and to use parental guilt to make the purchase that I think we're way over on the other side, which is overindulgence. And then you have trust fund baby kids that can't get out of bed at 24 because life's hard. Man. I don't know that everybody knows about what you're talking about. I don't know that people have walked our path and seen that. Some of the jobs and some of the things you've done. Yeah. Maybe in your recovery or in your, you know what I'm saying? In your life. Yeah. Some of the stuff I've done, we've seen that and been exposed to it. Yeah. I I knew a guy. um, He was, when I wasn't even an attorney, I was just a fucking, you know, lackey guy doing whatever lackey guys do to make money. This guy was a high-powered attorney, one of the best, gave his fucking brilliance to various clients with big, fat sacks of cash. Guy was rich. Mm. I mean, real rich. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't mean like, you know, he had like a nice house. I'm talking about real rich. Right. 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 Like the, he doesn't even order the menu doesn't mean anything to him. And of course it's an extra charge. What I'm thinking is I'm thinking arugula. Yeah. I'm thinking <laughs> strawberry. You know, like that kind of right? Yeah. His son had every advantage. But he was hooked on Oxycontin. Mm. And um his son was 20 years old, 21 years old, 22 years old, and basically being babysat, you know, um, to try to just cope with life. And, man, <clears throat> I would spend some time with this person. And it was really hard to break through his resentment towards his dad. That's fucking, think of, I understand exactly what you're talking about right now. Right. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Like it's hard to break through it. And on the one hand, as a, let's say a supportive friend, you want to validate because he's saying he was never around. Like, fuck him. Now he cares. He's not even here right now. Where is he now? I've almost died three times. Where is that guy now? He's giving his best to blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. Right? So you want to validate it because there's a truth to it. You're like, yeah. Is there a resentment also, even if he was around, that I, that he didn't let him do anything, would you think? What do you mean by that? Like, explain that. Like a resentment because you pampered me too much. Yeah. But 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 what's weird is I've encountered that. Yeah, there was yeah, that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, meaning that, right? The parent was so controlling and so protective. They couldn't experience anything. Right. And, and so, but what was going on there was that... Um, it was a weird setup um, psychologically. It was a weird dependency between son and father in that regard because the father was always supplying the right answers, always controlling, always trying to guide his child in the idea of like, I'm the best father there is. This is what the best father would do. He would set it all up like this. But what the father was mostly concerned of, and what I think most, a lot of parents I see are concerned of is, how does this reflect on me, right? 
My yeah. my yeah. child is a is, is an extension of my identity. Man, I, I, I'm 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 witnessing that firsthand in some things right now in some people close to me. I'm really seeing it. What you're talking about right now, and it's really hard thing to kind of like parse because it's almost like a situation where you want to throw your hands up and be like, "Well, look, you guys work it. I don't. I can't fucking tell you, right? Because you guys are so, and the and and but the the, the kid yeah. too, right? The kid too, in that zone. And by the way, they doesn't have to be wealthy parents that do this stuff, no. right? But the kid, the kid's stuck in this weird zone. Where they know enough to complain because they've been sheltered or corralled, but they're still scared of actually doing it on their own. Yeah. Yes. Right? Fuck yeah. I seen this shit, man, firsthand. And they'll coexist. I'll tell you something else. It's miserable looking. It looks so miserable. It is. I had a client, had a client. I won't even say the gender, just to keep it all clean. But this client and this client's parent had been enmeshed like that. And the parent was 90 and the client was 70. The parent, the client was morbidly obese. And the parent was still fiddling with the trust. And writing things in the trust in the event that the 70-year-old morbidly obese son finds a wife and has kids. How much, how much money do you think they paid me to sit right in front of him and go, you guys are living in a fucking fantasy. That's Wake the crazy, fuck up. Bro. They paid me no money for that advice. They, were, they, <laughs> they, they, didn't, no, they, didn't, that, no. they didn't want that. No. They wanted to pay a guy big money to co-sign everything. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Do your job, lawyer man. Right. I What I will tell you is this, bro, is some of the stuff that I've seen, now that you put it in terms like that, I don't know that I would get, I don't know that I would exchange mine for that. Right. Which is Think worse. Think about that. Which is worse. Think about that. You're 100% correct about that. I agree with that. Because I don't know what I'd be suffering from, from some of those things. Right. I think in some ways, the negative focus is even still better than total ignoring. I think from what I've seen, it seems like the worst thing that can happen to kids is somehow it's communicated to them that they don't fucking matter and nobody really gives a shit. Well, isn't there that, that thing about, and I know this to be true to an extent, I'm not going to throw a blanket on everybody, but you've sure. heard the thing about like deep inside a male wants to be ri- rode on some shit, wants to be, to- you know, what do you mean? Well, yeah, that's interesting. How do you say, it? How, how would you formulate that? Well, because in like the service and in and in different places where they have youth authorities that they they the psychology is to have them be accountable, right? Because th- the parent hasn't been accountable, or right? 
There's nobody there, and and like coaches and stuff like that. Right. And this is why kids that are in trouble a lot of times really respond to that. Yes, I think that's I mean, correct. It's in a like deep down inside. I did want a father that was going to hold me accountable, or that was going to, but not somebody who was just every now and then and a fucking liar and a fucking yeah. scumbag and a fucking all these other things, and then turning to me and fucking trying to. That's exactly right. He just wanted me to just behave. He didn't really, he just wanted me to be quiet and behave. That's a really valid point. I mean, that's so valid because to some people that would sound like parenting because it's like, oh, well, he's right. But what he's trying to do really is make you not annoy him. Don't, don't. Exactly, bro. Because with my grandfather, he tried to parent me. And he would try and instill things in me. Right. And when I got it from my grandfather, I would always leave with a sense of feeling better about myself. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it was coming from a different... Even my grandfather sometimes would tell me things in a loving way, but he'd sit me down and he'd be like, you can't do that. Right. You can't. That's not right. And you know what I'm saying? When my dad wasn't around, which was a lot of the time, my grandfather would try and have a talk with me. And and my dad, grandfather was a was a, like I said, a gentleman, class act guy. But he would sit me down and he would get upset with something and be like, "Man, that's not. You can't do that." You know, and he'd explain it. Right. And I'd walk away from those lessons feeling like I gained something, like I wanted to do better. Right. Okay. That wasn't. Um, I don't know. That wasn't talking to or dis. That wasn't discipline aimed at minimizing your intrusion into his space or trying to scare me. Right. Well, the scaring is just so like, look, motherfucker. If I look at you, you better freeze. You better not fuck up my game. Versus, I'm trying to build a man. And the fucked up part is that uh, I feel like when my kids were young, I did some of that. I feel like my kids were definitely walking around on some eggshells, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, that isn't, you know, I, 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 would, I, would, I would go as far as to say that, you know, it's been some time since I operated like that or even, but I, but I know when they were young, it was about me, bro. Like I said, you know, I was selfish. It was about me. I had a lot going on. And I just need, you know, I think that I would 50% of the time try to be approachable and explain to them. Mm. It's not, but there was an amount of time where I, I, I wasn't, I was ignoring them because I was off doing some other shit, right. you know? So I can't completely point it all off if I've somewhat participated in some of that shit in my life. Well, but you also had kids younger. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I can't imagine, like, you know, I, you know, Tigra now, the way that I am now, and plus with all the help that I have. Opposed to you, 22, 23? Come on. Come on. Right. Yeah. Come on. I, it would have been night and day, for sure. Right. Sure. I mean, yeah. how much ridiculing or, like, dressing <laughs> down do you think I would have done, you know, or if my kid was, like, 14 and acting stupid when I was 28? Or like thirty-two. Right, right. right. Sean, Sean, Sean's shaking Sean's his head. Your head. What's up? Come what on, you Sean, got, Sean? Sean. Say it. You know what? I was thinking. Um, Go ahead. <clears throat> about a story I had uh, when I was in my thirties, and I thought, when I have a kid, you know what I'm going to do? If they fuck up, I'm going to take all <laughs> their clothes out of their closet. And they're going to have to wear a clown suit, like a one-piece clown suit, <laughs> to school. What, what the fuck? He's, like, like your uh, yeah, shoes, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, you know? but he like, wasn't in trouble. 
Yeah, that's true. I didn't even do anything wrong. Right, I got right, the fucking right. clown yeah, yeah, What he did wrong was he was supposed to go to school. But yeah, I was thinking about like that would be a good, you know, surf, like wearing a dunce, straight. like a dunce cap. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fuck up, and they don't. Where do you get these ideas? I don't know, man. I was, you know, younger. <laughs> you know. But now that I have a kid, yeah, you know, now that would, that would traumatize him. He'd be fucked up. He'd hate me for a lot. He'd be like. He'd be like, uh, that, he'd be on a on a on a, a podcast. Every Thanksgiving, he'd, he'd be on a podcast. Up. He'd be sitting across and he'd tell the clown suit story right. and he'd say, about how he had to hide. Up. He had to hide overalls like near a fucking. <laughs> Listen, I I gotta say, man, you know, I, I do, man, I do love my dad, man. Um, for all the shit we gone, all the shit we went through, and all that. I love my father because he made me, you know, and he, he and for all the wrong he did, he's a human being. And whatever he went through in his life must have been fucked up. I heard about a lot of it and um and he projected a lot of his anger and his frustration and his life on us. Not to say that it was right. Um but I love him for the fact that he was my father. There were some things I got from my father that were good too. Sure, you know, can't it's not all. I don't ever think it's all one. Um, and my mom, God knows, I love my mother. But as I look at it as an adult, and I look through it, and as me and my sister talk and engage, like, uh, and having another family, like another mother and father in my life, and being able to see how a, a more healthy family was operating and stuff, and have yeah. something compared to. I realized that I did grow up um, in a household where it was really unhealthy, man. And there was a lot of tools that I wasn't lacking. And the way that I was coming at life was like from this really peculiar couple that had a lot of trauma in their lives. Right. And I somehow, and not that they gave it to me because they wanted to. They were doing what they, they were operating exactly how they were supposed to. But mm. me going through the changes and I don't know, maybe through recovery and maybe it's because of getting older. Maybe it's because of inventories. Maybe it's self. I don't know, but I've looked at it and been able to separate, man, that was not healthy. And there is no, there's no wonder why I was processing things in a certain way and looking through this glass. Right. I uh, think, I think the purpose of the reflection and thinking through these things is not to, alleviate responsibility for us right but it's for doing exactly what you're saying is to understand the mechanism how why it does make you feel a little bit better when you look through it and you go you know what it's not a mystery no it's not it's very it's very um um what's the word uh, straightforward it is man it's very primal in many ways. Like yeah. two plus two equals four. Right. Like, I've been clouding it up with my thoughts. But when you see past the cloud, it's very clear, man. Well, the thing about about what we're talking about is that so it's not just the behavior, but it's like the entire culture of the family you come from, right? And when I say culture, I actually mean the day-to-day way things work what each parent said in an offhand manner that might not even be directed at you. Sure. Right? But you're just seeing the codes, the language. Picking it up, storing it. Exactly. All of that is 
are justifications and misapplications or substitutions and all the stuff which enables, I'll say bad behavior, but unskillful behavior, let's say. You are subtly programmed. Right. So when you are coming through in the beginning, you don't realize these aren't your thoughts. No. Man, bro. <laughs> but they feel like they're yours. Yeah. And as you grow, you grow in to defend them like they're yours. Right. Because they feel like they're yours. Right. They're innately, you know. Um, That's so I true. always tell people like. You, you know, if I don't know, you know, I'm a Democrat. Are your parents Democrat? I'm a Republican. Right. And they'll defend it and really be about it. And then I've I talked with people. They're like, dude, I was on that because my parents were. But I believed it so deeply. And not even just politics. Like, just other things. And when you really, when I really started to step out, I had taken ownership of something that was they, they had owned. Right. Maybe their parents had owned it. Right. You know, but it wasn't even mine. Right. Talks about it in conversations with God, man. Like, it says for you to really, really look and reflect back on what you believe. And are those beliefs even yours? Or did somebody, are, are you using somebody else's beliefs? It says it in that. Right. And that made me really start thinking fucking. And he even goes as far as to say, most of the shit you think and believe you got from somebody else. It's not even yours. Well, well, and here's the thing, Right. It's embarrassing to admit that it's not your idea. It's embarrassing like, to admit I have to take a piss. Because like when you when you when you say no, it's not. I actually got it from my parents, and I got the idea by default. Then you sound like a fucking lackey. Then you don't sound original. Then you're like, oh fuck, I guess I'm just a fucking. Yeah, I guess I've been fighting this whole time over some stupid stuff that I just ingested. <laughs> Wasn't anything I came up with myself. Has, did you? carry any beliefs from your dad well i'm a democrat he's a democrat my grandpa's a democrat mm. um yeah i i think so the ones that you carry the most are the ones that you think are yours mm. and it takes a long time let me think you eating meat hunting mm. for sure a man hunts a man uh money's everything Mm. I got that from my dad. Uh, what was it? The whole point of food is, because Sean was asking me, what did I get from my dad? I told him, like, my grandpa was a Democrat, my dad's a Democrat, I'm a Democrat. Yeah. Sure, sure. But, but that's different. <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me too. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, is, is he's asking me about my dad's beliefs. Did I, I, I ingested a lot of them, bro. Well, I mean, I guess we'd ingest everything that they believe. Everything, every, every... <sighs> Every uh, ritual that they have, I mean, we are witness to it, and we are... You're molded in it. Mo yeah, exactly. The way you see, like, a, a, like in the cartoons, when the, the baby goose, the gosling, right, first thing it sees, it imprints on, and that's its mom, mm -hmm. that's what's ah. going on in the house. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> you, I, I, at some point in time in my life... I started to reflect on different things. As I, as I started to look at my life as an adult yeah. and really started to investigate, yeah. I found that there were there were times as a child where I was like, that don't seem right. Right. Right? Yes. And as I started as an adult to reflect back, I started adding those up. Right. You know, and, and those are truths that even though you're drinking the Kool-Aid, some things aren't seeming right to you. Right. 
you know they're not. They don't feel right. You know, and and those are my truths as an adult, and they were my truths when I first got here as a kid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And those yeah. are the things that I align with today. I, there's a collection of those that I align with because I know them to be my truths. But it's weird, man, because me and you talked about this once. Mm. My grandfather had this business at one point in time, and he had um, a, a home, and everything kind of fell apart, and he lost. they lost that, and they moved into their apartment, and whatever it might be. Mm. My dad, at one point in time, got in a home. We lived in the home for like a year, year and a half, right. and then some shit went south, we lost the home. We moved right. And... S- Somehow my mom, the way she would come at things or talk was this whole sense of like things aren't gonna work out. Right. The one is other shoe and hips. Mm. And and my and now it would make sense for my mom to have this feeling because she's gone through this with her father and her husband, right? Totally. My father kinda had that too. Like, you know what I'm saying? So there was this whole like when the other shoe's going to drop or when shit's going to happen. Expectation of doom. Right. Like already in me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I was experiencing it in my life with my parents. Right. With them together and shit not right and things yeah. falling apart. And then we go into foster care. Like this up and down wave. And I just kind of started looking back at these things. And it's like looking at maybe some sabotage, some self-sabotaging or... Yeah, I think thinking I th- in those. If you're th- that's those are dangerous fucking thoughts when you think like that. What's hard about those right. thoughts? What's dangerous about it is they mask themselves as being a realist. Exactly, bro. Do you know how many arguments I get in with close friends or associates, and they're going, "I'm just being real," and I'm like, "No, you're being like real negative." <laughs> the no, yes, and the when you're saying realist, the problem is the, the problem is the belief attached to it, right? You believe it's real because you believe it. When you believe something, that has a tremendous amount of power over you. Consciously, subconsciously, however you want to put it. Right. You know, that's the energy and that's what you're manifesting. And um, well, That's what's difficult about the age we live in now, though. That's what's difficult about the, the time in which we live now. Because if you think about it at an individual level no, wait but what i want to say was like we said did i repeat that shit i had the houses yeah and i too right threw them away right i'm just saying like that type of thinking was learned and that yes that's familiar it's familiar but yes i did do some things and yes there was drugs and yes there was that but the undertone on it was like me fulfilling self-fulfilling prophecy Prophecy. Go ahead. Doom. No, and I'm saying with that, we live in a difficult time because I don't think we recognize that pessimism is not just an individual problem, it's a cultural problem. So if you're black, or if you're Chicano, or if you're American Indian, or you're poor white, or whatever, right? Why wouldn't you be pessimistic? Mm. Especially, think about your grandfather, right? He would have been around during the Great Depression. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he was. How would you not be pessimistic when the entire world, I mean, took a shit and people lost everything? People were eating belts, 
I really think about how poor a huge amount of this whole country was. Hardworking merchants who built up a fucking business and then just gone because of fucking hijinks over at the fucking Wall Street. Gone. Dust bowls. Think about the dust bowls that hit the Midwest and the South and knocked all these African Americans just gained their freedom from slavery. And now all the farms are shut down. Everybody's got to go out. That's what the grapes of wrath are all about. So mm. this cycle of boom, bust, boom, bust, boom, bust that we think of as the American economy mm. might cause a lot of people to feel pessimistic. Mm. And so at the individual level, it gets harder to try to take ownership of your own personal space. Because what I think I'm hearing you say on some level is like, at some point, you have to change your inner beliefs. Or you gotta, you gotta believe that it's, that, that it's not all gonna go to shit. Or it's your beliefs that, you, that is causing the problem. It, you know, Denzel Washington said something like that. Right. He says that we carry the sins or the something of our fathers. That, and that we're so we're true. actually responsible for not passing them on. So true, so fucking true. That to me, and is, he was talking about as in a society. I meaning agree. all of us, you know, a thousand percent, bro. Yeah. I just finished reading the history of corporations. Mm. I'm not gonna go into it now because blah blah blah. But I will tell nah, you, that sounds like a fascinating book. Listen, bro. First of all, I don't think anybody today. Unless you're some fucking pinhead academic, people alive today have no clue how much the British and the Americans hated corporations as they came into existence. How, if you took one of the speeches of the leading politicians about these corporations, they warned about everything that's happening now, hundred and some odd years ago. Everything that's happening today, they said would happen. But what's even crazier? And I'm just going to fucking give you a little sousson. Sousson. Oh, sousson. But when the Great Depression happened, that's when Ironsides, wheelchair-bound uh, Franklin Roosevelt became president. He was president for three terms. Think about 12 years, the same man in office. And he created something called the New Deal. And the New Deal was putting a lot of poor people to work, creating all these jobs, right? And then also oversight on corporations and monopolies. Just like January 6th, there was a plot to overthrow the president. And it was led by some of the biggest names in corporation history. And it's known verified the guy they selected i'm just gonna give you his name mm. schmedley butler mm. schmedley fucking name is that when if you when i'll tell you the real story at some day okay mm. about how they almost took over the presidency and who the patriot was and how it was stopped Comment, it's public knowledge if you wanted to find it you can find it right now but they don't talk about it anymore whatever very similar to what you saw just happen back in January 6th. Similar. 
and it was the corporations that led the charge. Fuck. Oh, you bastard. It was almost good. Okay. Man, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, fucking bowling shoe story. I love that. Every time you talk about your childhood, I love it. Fuck, man. Well, listen. And by the way, man, I mean, I, let me just tell you guys real fast. I'm going to plug. 7-Eleven at Motor in Venice. Yeah. I go in there, go get a cup of coffee. Yes, sir. Now, you know what coffee is at 7-Eleven. <clears throat> they got these machines set up. And you press the button. It's not the ones that make the cappuccinos and everything. It's just coffee and espresso. Right. And you press it and it brews out. A, no shit. Brews out coffee upon order. But it does it fucking badass. Then there's an espresso machine. Get a double or single. Strong. So I made a fucking cup of real fucking fresh coffee with a black eye. I made it myself in there. Nice. Bro. This was better than any. This was like fucking great, great, great coffee. I made two of them. What are these fucking things? These are fucking like, I don't know, fucking 60 ounces or some shit. I made two of them, dude. They call that the Widowmaker. Yeah, bro. I drank that. So excuse me, everybody, for fucking getting up and having to fucking piss every two minutes. Yeah. Two of these bad boys. You fucking fucking piss. Don't act like you don't piss. Yeah, don't act like that with me. (laughs) Anyways, uh, shout out to 7-Eleven and the new Yeah, fuck Howard Schultz. Fuck Howard Schultz. (laughs) For this right in the side of the neck. What do you got, Chumahan? Ovanda Bone LLP. We wear braids to court. Let the Tomahawks fly. The best legal representation of money can buy. Hear that, man. www.movemental.media. Also, don't forget, please don't forget, check us out at hardluckshow.com. <laughs> That's hardluckshow.com. Check us out at. I had to find the uh, camera. I was like, where's the camera? Oh. Hardluckshow.com. Hardluckshow.com. There's all kinds of shit over there. Yeah, just yeah. drink it. Yeah. And then, right, coming soon. Uh huh. Sean Allen Lewis business cards. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. You're gonna be in a business card making. I got. I, we got I'll, I'll have them in a month. Or I whatever. can't wait. Yeah. We're gonna show the audience his official oh, business yeah. card. Awesome, oh, man. Hey, yeah. wait, don't do that. What about Guerrero Fitness? When are you gonna do that? Yeah. When is that happening? Uh, I'll hit him up. I just, I just joined his uh, Instagram. I love so it. I'll hit him up. I love it. We got covered. There's a lot more commitment than that part. <laughs> It's a program that we're paying for. Whatever, yeah, we're gonna give him busy. shit. We're gonna, right. give, him, busy, busy. We're gonna okay. give him shit, and then he's gonna have six packs because he's working with Guerrero. Hey, he just said he was busy. I know Dude. the guys that are working for Guerrero and that are winning; they're real busy too. Yeah, but I just shit out. Businesses I just shit out like nine fucking podcasts okay. in the last week. So yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. No, he's he's okay. he's fucking All multitasking right. this. All one. right, and a single dad. I mean, okay. So <laughs> okay. Hey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> with big shorts. Yes, big shorts. Well. Listen, Sean, um, I'm glad, and I'm glad, and then I believe you. Uh, <laughs> I do believe you, bro. I do. I know. We're, but we're going to stay on par with this thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That's okay. good. That's good. www.supermaxhardware.com. Check out some tanks yeah. some new snapbacks. Yeah. Uh, cookies. Cookies. Go at Cookies SF. Check us out on Instagram. Yeah. Cookie. Big shout nice. out to Burner and the Cookies team. Vibes they Rolling burn. Papers. Um, at Vibes Papers. And uh, yeah, Candle Buds. And shout out to Esteban Oreo. Go check hey. out Esteban Oreo. Pulpo. And Pulpo Beard Oil. Pulpo Beard Oil. Shout out to Calco. Yeah. Instagram Jesus. Dude. Killing it. Instagram Jesus. What's up, man? 
Yeah. Jesus. What's up, Killing dude? it, bro. Yeah, he's the man. You are the man. That's it, man. Always listen to the Hard Luck Show on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and we will see you later. We're out of here. Adios. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.